When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The makers of this podcast are perfectly fine people. Perfectly fine people occasionally swear, and this is going to be one of those times. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Mindy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're talking about chapter six of Daja's book. So grab your dalmas. And your orange almond cake. Or your trader teeth. And let's eat. Chapter six is all about food. Yay! Yes, it is. Food, and I'm seeing down. food, tasting food, descriptions of food. Drooling over food. That's what I need to do. Woofing at food. And this is why it's the chapter that I've been trying to talk about for the last three episodes. And keep having to cut Mm -hmm. myself out. (laughs) You did keep bringing it up and for for good reason, I think. It's a chapter I remember very fondly. Polyam returns with cushions and a token of appreciation for Daja's craftsmanship and most importantly... Lots and lots of food. So much food. Big deal, both because they've been in a drought and don't have good food to eat for lunch, and because this is the first time that Daja has had the chance to eat any of this food since the ship sank. Six months. This is the food she grew up on. So imagine your favorite food and not being able to eat it for six months. I'm sure some people can relate right now. It is not crawfish season, nor do I live in the world of crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't have apples. I just want to go out and grill with my friends, and I can't do that. Right? Uh, we could stand six feet apart. At some point, I'll have to, I'll have to do that. But yeah, uh, so she comes in. It's got the little table set up. They start to get trading. So oh. they sit down and... Polyam starts bringing out the little dishes with the food and all the delicious descriptions of fantasticness. Stuffed vine leaves, pickled onions, almond and rose water, stuffed fruits and cakes and pastries and all that really, really good stuff. Yeah. Triss and Briar just staring longingly (laughs) at her, along with the dog. Like, oh. Can we have some? And Sandry, too proper to to be doing that, so she knows better to just stare longingly at it. But then Polly M's like, 
Okay, y'all can go ahead and come over here. It you would be bad manners not to share. Right? manners not to share. Clearly, the circle kids have taught her a thing or two about manners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the other kids start talking to her about traitor stuff. She's like, y'all shouldn't know this kind of stuff. And Daja, you shouldn't be teaching them this. And like, Daja didn't teach us this. We already knew this stuff. And so Sandra starts telling Polyam about how they all came to live together. And Polyam brings Daja a copper plate as a token of her appreciation, which she sets over next to the iron vine. And the iron vine is like, oh, look, more metal. The vine was also hungry. That's right. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh, a token of your appreciation for me? Thank you. Delish. Yummy. So with the vine eating that plate, it appears that they want to offer more for it. So they'll have to come back and Polyam will bring back another token of appreciation. Daja tells her not to bring anything else. And Polyam's like, you wanted me to go by traditions and now you're trying to tell me to not go by traditions? We're going by traditions. <laughs> <laughs> Polyam starts realizing when the kids start talking about the glacier that just like a glacier, you can only see the top, but the rest of it runs kind of deep. And mm-hmm. it's just the same with uh, Daja, that she may be trunk sheep, but she also has a lot more going on than just that. And same with all the other kids as well. And so Polyam leaves and then Lark and Sandry start trying to map out the kids' magic, which I'm so excited for. Sounds, sounds pretty interesting. Um, we've seen Sandry put their magics together, so seeing her kind of map it out sounds uh, that's pretty interesting. You know, you kind of get to thinking, why didn't they do that earlier? But They've been busy. Yeah. They've been busy, and they haven't realized that there's been a dire need until now. First there was the earthquake, then there was cleaning up after the earthquake, then there was the pirate attack. And then cleaning up after the pirate attack. And then teaching Daja to ride a horse. Yes. The most taxing thing of all. One thing that they don't like about it, especially Triss, is that they're going to be magicless for the whole day while Sandy does the weaving. Well, you know, Nico wants them to conserve their magic, know what it feels like to not have magic, so I guess they're gonna find That's out. the best way to do it. Step one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like in the chapter. What did you guys like and not like about this chapter? Well, I think you guys already know, being the uh, resident dedicate course of the group, the food, the traditional trader food sounds so incredible that was the first thing in my notes yeah that's really the only thing i wrote down for this i mean you've only been talking about this for the past like three chapters that we've recorded molly (laughs) and now now we know why now we know why i think you were pretty excited about it at least you understand why it matters so deeply in my heart no food There's a little bit of briar in all of us. <laughs> I love the descriptions of the food. It's all Mediterranean food, as far as I can tell. And I ended up like looking up the recipes for them. The stuffed vine leaves are uh, Greek dolmas. The almond roast of apricots are, I think, traditionally Turkish. And the orange and almond cake are uh, Sephardic Jewish cuisine. 
which uh, I thought was neat. And it's all, you know, kind of based around the same area, you know, Northern Africa, the Mediterranean. And with and the it, pebbled sea, this whole area has got sort of a Mediterranean feel to it, doesn't it? Really does. And kind of where we're at now kind of feels like, it feels European. Yeah. I don't know why I feel French kind of inspired. I don't know if it's because of the saffron or some of the other stuff, but very European, at least. So hearing these descriptions of kind of Mediterranean food, I can't say that I cook a ton of Mediterranean food, aside from like adding chickpeas to stuff. It's all really interesting stuff that I want to try my hand at making, because I've had some of this stuff before at restaurants or I'm kind of excited. I want to try something new, and I think this might be something that I, I really want to put effort in and uh, try out share with my friends at some point yes if it turns out amazing i want to try it even if it doesn't turn out amazing at least it'll but be something all- different right after polly M has talked to all the kids and everybody she tells daja when we have finished our bargain i will add a packet of tea i know it cannot be found and usually tea or food is not brought into bargains and with her getting to know daja a little bit more she showed kindness to her, which was something I wasn't expecting, considering the last interaction they had together was all of them basically saying, oh, you are treating our friend like shit. And I would have expected Polly M to come back and be even more mad towards them. And yet she's showing this small kindness of, I'll add a packet of tea for you into this, which I thought was really sweet. When Lark was describing all the things that she's done with the mapping, I would have never thought this would be things that a stitch witch could do, like uh, searching for the location of a lost child or finding out where robbers had their lair. I wouldn't have associated those things with a stitch witch. So it's really surprising to see that that's something that she can do. And she's saying she couldn't spin or map out their magic because she can't manipulate other people's power. If Lark can do stuff like that, just so excited to see what Sandry can do because she can manipulate other people's powers. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, for real. Sandry is telling the kids that uh, they need to give their power to her. I just really like the descriptions of each thread that the kids give Sandry. Daja pulls a pinch of it and draws it out like wire. And then Triss grabs a miniature lightning bolt, one that trailed a cord that ended in the blaze of her power. And then Briar teased out a vine, the thinnest, most thread-like tendril, which I thought was really cool. Each one is their own magic. It's just like them, but they're all the same, if that makes sense, which I thought was really a cool little description of each. I really love the line it's a fine day for conversation like I feel if we started a lot more like bargaining sessions like that we would end a lot better too I really like that they have a script to follow I think that's really neat I also do really like some of the stuff in large past I just think it's neat it's really neat and I book actually open but I believe it's Briar when uh, they're finished eating and he's like, look, Hicks teeth, I'm burning. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it always makes me laugh. 
I'm burning! Goes and messes with the uh, aloe. I think it's because he knows what Rose Thorn is going to do to him. If he did end up burning not, a match. Not end all for that poor boy. No. <laughs> Obviously, I loved all of the food. And I love the way everyone reacts to it. Not just, like, it's so nice to see Daja get to have some piece of traitor culture again. But also, it is highly amusing to watch Little Bear with his head right at the edge of the cloth. And he's, like, whining and slowly wagging his tail. And then... Daja looks up and Briar and Triss have the same expression and I just read about all of this and I'm like this is such a mood. In college for class I read Interpreter of Maladies by um, Jhumpa Lahiri and a lot of her stories involve food in them because they're so much about culture and about culture clash and so if you ever look through my old copy that I read in college there are so many places where in the margin I just wrote I'm so hungry, because I am perpetually hungry. Kind of like Natalie, I really like the whole trader custom of trading and how there's this whole set of customs. Pollyann brings out the food and says, serious talk needs food to keep us nourished or something. And Daja says, oh no, I couldn't. And Pollyann's like, oh, I know that it's a poor spread, but my brother's wife would be so disappointed if I brought it back uneaten. This whole like, ritual reminds me a lot of another one of my favorite books, which is The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And the main character talks about this whole tradition in his culture where if you are ever taken in by these people, they will offer you wine. You should first ask only for water. And they will say like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. But you have to insist that you only want water. And that's how they like know you're really one of them or something. It also kind of reminded me of being in Egypt because in Egypt when you buy stuff you usually bargain which stressed me out because I am not from that culture. For people who are used to it there's probably like a whole sort of ritual to it. Mostly I just love how much we get to see of Daja and Polyam here. I love that Daja takes the copper plate and she recognizes that it is gold bridge copper as soon as she's holding it. There's this beautiful line that says the copper sang behind her eyes. Uh, just like, thank you for pretty words. But then also just little things like the plate was one that Pollyam herself purchased. She describes the cups being kind of old and beaten and so Daja knows that Polyam like pulled all of this out of her own funds out of her own stuff the trader caravan as a whole didn't contribute to it I feel like that says something about Polyam's personality and Daja also recognizes when she looks at the plate that Polyam was better off a few years ago when she purchased the plate because the plate would have been fairly expensive. So we're kind of starting to hear more of what her story is. My dislike is that there is no gorse because I'm sure that he would love to uh, experience all of this food. Like, I gotta add this and this and this to my menu. I, I, I felt that. 
if you are Tamara Pierce or somebody who writes Tamara Pierce fan fiction, you should write us a short story about Dedicate Gorse talking to traders and eating trader food. Do it. Do it now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message from the chapter. What themes did y'all find in the chapter? Kindness is reoccurring in that whole fucking thing. You see it in the way that Daja treats Polly and the way Polly treats Daja, the way Polly treats the kids. Like, there's just a lot of it that goes around. Yeah. That one was mine as well. I stole it! (laughs) I win this time. Mine was a little different. Not really. Yeah, it's close. Mine was sharing. Sharing is caring. That's that's right. That's absolutely correct. Do you guys want to go ahead? Whenever Polly M tells everybody else to join in, Briar's like, oh, whenever I lived wherever, they didn't share with me. She's trying to play it off like, oh, that would be cat manners. But he knows better because the other traders 
didn't share whenever he saw them. I feel like it's also because of the fact that he's as much of a part of the trade as Daja is. All of the kids are. She's not trading with Daja so much as she's trading with the four of them. Yes. They're one entity at this point. They kind of are because we've had the moment in Triss's book where Lark sent them with one token to the wall instead of four. And the guards are like, oh, those are those four mage kids. They run together. Also, with the way their magics have intertwined. And for that matter, with the way their magics have intertwined, even though this is Dodge's creation, it's sort of the creation of all four of them. Because mm-hmm. all four of them are kind of in it. Good one. Sharing. I think it was pretty obvious, you know, sharing their food and their stories and even their cultures with, with each other. What I thought was interesting is when they were finally able to, able to sit and converse normally and not kind of get hung up on their status within, I guess, trader culture, kind of treat each other with mutual respect. Things just went way, way smoother. They were able to talk about what was going on and how similar I think they are and in the way that they're treated by traders as well. Even though it probably isn't anything that they've done by themselves, they're still treated in this negative way because of tradition. But they were able to share that experience a little bit and kind of realize that they had a lot in common and that they shared a lot of that experience. And also the fact that everyone is going to end up sharing their magic with Sandry. So she's able to map it, hopefully help everybody get back to using their own powers on purpose and not by accident. Yeah. My theme is very similar to all of that. My theme is hospitality because this is a show of hospitality, not only in the way that she's bringing all of this stuff to trade with Zaja, but the fact that she is inviting the other three and Lark to eat with them, the fact that she is using her own things to do this. They mentioned that traders prize cooking highly because in a sense, hospitality is sort of a part of trader culture and the act the art i should say of trading which totally makes sense because like they were saying you're more likely to be nice in a sort of trade transaction or more not susceptible but definitely more interested in making a deal if you're well-fed food's good you're in higher spirits you're not distracted seems like a net positive for someone that's in trade well it's kind of like i try to keep granola bars in my room because my students will come in and say that they're hungry. And even if I can give them a granola bar, it might not be much, but making sure that they have something to eat, they're going to feel more comfortable and be more attentive to what's going on in my class than if they're just thinking about how hungry they are. And I am a hunger muffin. Food is the way to my heart. Who doesn't like eating? I mean, I love food. Food is delicious. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. Honestly, for me, it's just a continuation of the theme. And Brittany will get this because I've been working on this book. I often do this when I'm working on projects where I'll try and sort of think like certain characters and try and experience life through their eyes. One of the characters in the book that I'm writing comes from a culture that it centers around hospitality. 
ironically, this is also the character who's probably had the fewest life experiences. And so at the beginning of the year, I was like, I really want to live through this character's eyes, both to think about what things are normal for me that would be really exciting, but also to be a more hospitable person and see the ways that I can bring hospitality into my everyday life, which got kind of hard after the pandemic happened and we're all supposed to quarantine because being hospitable is difficult when you're also supposed to avoid people. But for me, I think that this chapter is a reminder of that goal of growing hospitality and living hospitality, which I guess is not just the making food for people in the opera and stuff, but also the manner in which they talk about their lives and share their cultures and experiences with one another and the acceptance that sort of comes along with that. Polyam and Daja both start to accept each other more and like Polyam asks about the kids and what their lives are like and there's this sort of acceptance of who they are and what their experiences are and their place in life. That's all part of it too. So really the personal magic that I got out of this was uh, to not judge a book by its cover and I know We've kind of been over this one, I think, before, but what really got me was really seeing Polyam talking about Daja and how just because she was became a Trangshi in her culture doesn't mean that she's really any less of a person. It comes with all these negative connotations for their culture, but once um, Polyam was able to sit down and have a conversation with Daja, it became clear that she's still, she's a regular person with like all these experiences behind her. And she's not a bad person just because of that. And it's something that I feel like I kind of have to keep in mind too. Sometimes you make these kind of split second decisions as soon as you meet someone that they might be a certain way, or you might have a type of maybe prejudice against someone. And you just have to remember that each person is an individual just because they're a part of a certain group or something that they're not necessarily a bad person. Clearly, there are some exceptions, like Nazis. I could go from there. But sometimes you just have to try to keep an open mind with some people and not uh, allow your personal prejudices to affect. Mine is when Sandri is talking about how all the kids came to be living in Winding Circle. And when she talks about Triss, she says, and Triss was at another Living Circle temple. Uh, she didn't add that Triss's family had given her away, being too frightened to keep her. Even now, Triss hated to hear it mentioned. I know a lot of times when I talk about stuff, I'll give away too much information, even if that information isn't mine to give away. And then later on, be like, you know what? I probably shouldn't have said something like that. That wasn't my information to tell. And if that person wants to say something about it, then they'll talk about it on their own. So I just want to use that as a reminder to be like, oh, well, sometimes I can give information, but not all the information and let that person talk about it if they want to. And you did good in this. And Sandra does good all the time, but right here as well. <laughs> She's very cognizant of, of the fact that it would bother Tris. Oh, I like to be mindful of what your friends don't want everybody to know. So I guess it's my turn. This is going to hurt what we're here for. Uh, I actually changed this one when I reread it because there's a line in it that is when the gods balance the book, mortals weep. Mm -hmm. 
And I've always had a very open mind when it came to death. I've always accepted it. It's it's just another part of life. It's going to happen. It is just as natural. But losing dad this year and then losing grandma, it's been hard. Kind of to get used to that change. And so it's a good reminder that just because they're gone doesn't mean that we can't miss them. It's not selfish for us to miss them. It's as natural as living or dying. We grieve. And that's been real right here (laughs) the last month or so. So it's natural to be in mourning and to grieve when you lose something or someone very important. Come on. <laughs> okay, we're good. I almost had a feeling there. <laughs> so I think it's excerpt time. I think Brittany's right. This is an excerpt from Daja's book, Chapter 7. But they changed their minds, Frostpine pointed out. I think they want something so much it's worth being around a trunk. He stopped. Briar had carried the iron vine over for him to see. Triss bore the attached copper plate. It was nearly half gone now, and the remainder was as buckled and rippled as if half melted. Now all the branches on the side of the vine closest to the plate sported copper buds. She, Frostpine said weakly, Shuri, defend us. They know about this? That plate was Polyam's trade token for me, Daja said. We left it beside the vine. There was just one bud out when she left, but she raised the price to two gold nauseas when she saw it. Right there, asked Frostpine. She didn't ask to consult with her gilas. The four young people in Lark shook their heads. They have a buyer, Nico said firmly. They must. It's the only reason to offer that much. They have someone who pays well for magical artifacts. Do you know who? Rosethorn asked, inspecting the copper buds. It was the third going over she'd given the vine since she'd seen it late that afternoon. There is a handful of people around the pebbled sea who pay highly for magical curiosities, replied Nico. If you like Daja, you might try to sell it directly to them. Sandry looked at Nico surprised. It was certainly Daja's right to try to go around Polyam, but it didn't seem honorable. No, Daja said frowning. I want them to think Polyam dickered me exhausted and got an outrageously cheap price. That might replace some of the Zokin she lost when they made her Kunsuanen. Nico smiled, approval in his dark eyes. Sandry glared at him. Daja doesn't exactly need to be tested on whether she's honorable or not, she told him crossly. Doesn't she? asked Nico. Don't all of you? He looked at each of the four. This is your first taste of the things which may come from your being powerful mages. People will offer you gold, status, even love. I want to know how you will react. I want to know if your teachers will release greedy, thoughtless monsters into the world. All four young people looked away. Well, Frostpine said cheerfully when the silence grew long enough to make Little Baron shriek, stir restlessly. While your creation was getting away from you, how did your ordinary work go? Let's see your nails, Daja. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. 
If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. What's the name of the ice thing they were looking at? Glacier. Glacier. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.